Terry Crews got a Walking Dead show? Huh. Interesting. Shit. Wait, what is a what? Why? I'm confused. A Walking Dead show? Walking Dead, Dead show. Yeah, like you know, the zombie like series ones now. Oh, The Walking Dead. Okay, yeah. I thought this was some weird dog. I was like, uh, a <laughs> what is this? <laughs> of course, it walks. I feel, the whole dogs walk. <laughs> Run and jump too. Oh, Kyle! For as crass as you can be, sometimes you are just the most innocent boy. <laughs> I, I really am. I, I'm as naive as they come. Call that hootie. <laughs> yeah, well, the hootie. The hootie got me. Oh shit. Oh shit. Speaking of walking some pog redhead earlier. I'm like, Ah. I should send this to Kyle, but I don't wanna. She's all for me. I thought we were bros, and here I am listening to this betrayal. Betrayal. Just straight up. Admit it. (laughs) No respect. No respect. Any podcaster. She's not a natural redhead. You know she's not a natural redhead. See, I don't. I don't ask those questions. I just enjoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, does the uh, do the drapes match the 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 mattresses? The bush. Do the carpets match the drapes? Is what it is. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Built Sideways Season Two, Episode Tres or Three or well, how else do you say three? You don't know Spanish. Uh, <laughs> Uno, dos, tres. Uh, how is the French shit? Trois. Have I forgotten French? Like trois. Trois. Yeah, trois. Don't call me that. Don't first. Don't call me that. Ah, cent, cent. Uh, but so yeah, Season Two, Episode That's yeah, dry. Yes. So Season Two, Episode Three. And um, so uh, this one is a little bit of a different one where um, instead of talking about a specific topic, we're going to take two questions posted by a listener of the show uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, kind of, we'll kind of base the, the, the episode around those two specific questions. So we got two questions from uh, Mr. Lorenz. So uh, he is a, you know, a great dude who's uh, listened to a bunch of our stuff, not just built sideways. He's He's on the live streams on, on Kodukai and uh, on the workbench. Is that the same thing? No, that's different things, right? Well, right. Kodukai workbench and then there's the Robo Dojo. Thank you. But. Thank you. <laughs> Two different shows. But he is on there a lot. So, we, you know, he, he's he's a part of the community. Um, great dude. He's a great supporter and, uh, you know, a great friend. Um, so his email goes, uh, what up, guys? I just want to give you a couple of topics to talk about on your podcast. Uh, what do you guys think about the importance of proportions in a mecha, mecha model kit? So uh, we'll we'll start with that, and then I'll give you guys the second question once we kind of cover this first one. So, uh, the importance of proportions. Who wants to start us off? Kyle. Proportions. Kyle. Kyle. Okay, uh, I guess I won Rochambeau. Um, the importance of, I mean, of course only proportions are important, because uh, that pretty much defines the silhouette of whatever you're building, whether it be a 
a robo that has a you know humanoid figuring or a tank or an airplane the proportions are critical to giving your build the best looking silhouette which ties everything together the overall spiel yeah right it's important i mean i i'm finding it hard to not argue that because it is very important to now, have your proportions considered now because so it this is a very i think it's it's a very subjective thing because correct proportions is is in the eye of the, the beholder right so um let's let's make um what is the name of that new gundam the gundam aerial as uh, an example or even if we can go for a little bit further back let's look at the barbatos right some people right. absolutely hate the proportions on the barbatos and absolutely hate the proportions on the new aerial but there are some people who actually like that the Barbatos doesn't really necessarily have a torso per se. Um, and then some people like the fact that the, what is it called? I, keep, I just said it, the aerial yeah. has like, is all chest. Um, and then it's all of a sudden boy. it's got like thick thighs and then no feet. Almost, I can't remember what the size of the damn thing is feet. But, you know, for yeah. some people that looks like, like for them proportionally like uh, pleasing. Right. So it it's 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 very subjective because I can say that, okay, well let's look at the Gundam Mark II, for example. Because you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Gundam guy. I'm I I'm more I'm look I look at Mecha itself. Like I look at the the Mark II. Let's look at the the like for example the Master Grade Mark II. For me, I would say the 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 arms and the legs and the torso need a a, a, a long overdue extension because it feels like those are really stubby little arms and stubby little legs and and it's weird because the torso is already kind of long and it looks bizarre. But then on the flip side of that, somebody will tell me, no, you're completely wrong. It looks perfectly fine. Don't touch yeah. that thing because it's proportionally aesthetic or you know, proportionally correct or proportionally pleasing. Um, so for me, it's subjective. You can't say, we, we can't just say definitively, oh yeah, it's super important. But then go, well, okay, no. well, what's so important about it? Proportions are still important. I just didn't tell you to what criteria. Because you can have short stubby being important or you can have long lengthy be important. It's still important that you consider your overall silhouette of your kit. But right. never the two together. Yeah, never never two together. You can't have stubby, lengthy mother truckers. That's a weird combo. But in what but in what avenue is it important? Because is it important for the 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 build's identity or is it important for the build's like like general kind of build style. quality? Yeah, build style. Like well, how I, is it important? It won't, it won't affect the style. I, yeah, it's. I mean, if, so we talk about silhouette, and the silhouette is your overall, and then you have like finer details, like little, you know, attachments, scribe lines, and all that. It it kind of, I don't know, it draws the eye. Like if the overall image is wonky, then all the details are gonna just not, because you you're already lost in the setup. I mean, you guys got more arts, you and. Brian Julio, you guys are artsy guys, and they teach you this shit. What what's the? Give me the artsy def- definition of all this. Yeah, drop the, drop drop the fucking bomb, Julio. Drop the knowledge. The proportions of something doesn't affect the quality of it as much as it affects the style. Like you can fit your your whatever you're making into a genre of how you want things to look. Like say bioorganic or like something like that. Like you can have short and, and chunky and bioorganic, but it's going to look weird. 
a little ball of you know nastiness <laughs> well, you know you want something like that drawn out so you can see like sinuous mechanical muscle or some shit you know like it's, it's a mm. genre it's all a genre <laughs> <sighs> i mean yes and no <laughs> to a degree as i'm famously known to say which you guys don't know yet but thank god because if, oh you knew me then oh boy um so yeah <sighs> biomechanical stuff it can be chonky it just depends on how it's approached there are a bunch of like dumb rules that always things always get judged against whether they are spoken or unspoken written or unwritten people have an idea from seeing things in their head you naturally build an idea in your head of what things should look like and it's all tailored to you to your own psyche you know that's kind of like your whole getting back into the ego and the id thing right um so it's you, Julio. You really like the sinewy, drawn out, like a uh, Deathlock, uh, Marvel era Deathlock kind of like cybernetic kind of thing, or like cybernary. If you, you were familiar with images, cyber. What's that? You can't make that stumpy. Imagine Cable with a little stumpy arm. He's a little stumpy I mean, but guy. you could do it if it's done like Chibi. But you could do oh, it yeah, like Chibi, could, could right? Chibi, like yeah, mad totally chest, could. but like little tiny arms and little tiny legs and like a big ass head. Like you could totally do that. Like, you know, but it's just game. that has to do what you're talking about with style. So yeah. it all works. And it's really up to the modeler, in my opinion, to like kind of start to choose that path. That's why I was like a proponent of sketching ideas, even if it's rough forms, silhouettes or something like that to get an idea kind of of your of your thing so that you can it can help form your own style for what you're trying to go for. Yeah. What you guys? No, I, I agree. I I just know like when I was learning how to draw, you had you set proportions, and there was always like, okay, seven heads is the total height of a male figure, while six is a female. It's like you know, there's there's some standard reference. Is it seven or nine? I can't remember the number, but there's like standard units to what is right. considered traditional proportions. I mean, yeah. If uh, you go for there's like you know schools of design and schools of thought yeah. for pre-drawing and uh like you know mark you've got the mark kistler draw squad if you guys are familiar with mark kistler's draw squad which is a 3d sketching course for chill children essentially um i got into mm-hmm. it after i was already into doing perspective drawing so it was a lot of fun for me to just like run around with um but in addition to that you've got the uh was it Stan Lee, John Bashima's how to draw comics the marvel way right yeah. kyle you know what i'm talking about that's, that's yeah. what i learned off of Right. And I learned a lot of cool stuff about anatomy and dynamicism from that as well. But there's a lots of other stuff. Like I sent you those Bridgman books, right? Yes. Um, Guide to Drawing from Life, a total different school of philosophy when it comes to figure design and, and drawing things in planes, like 3D planes. I'm holding right now in my hands the Bart Sears book, the Drawing Brutes and Babes book, which also talks about that same thing. And here, it just depends on the proportional thing. If you've got like a big honking dude, doesn't have to be like eight heads because that's going to make him gigantic he's probably more like six heads tall even if he's taller because his head is going to be huge right so the whole body kind of works and you can do the same thing with like mecca or whatever or mm. i suppose it doesn't really work for like you were saying perhaps doesn't really work for armor and <laughs> planes and shit so that's what i'm saying it's different it, it, it also it also depends on your your on what you grew up with right so you guys grew up in the west where um, trying to say that kind of that kind of you guys grew up in the West. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, but you guys grew up in the West where those kinds of 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 kind of thought processes are, are in your everyday, right? So your, your comic books, your cartoons, you've got that that kind of proportion in mind, and 
what when you see that and you've grown up with it, that's how you look at things and go, okay, well, that's that's the norm. For me, it's a little bit different. I grew up with stuff like Dan Kruger, X Kaiser, Voltas Five. Um, well, it what sounds is it? like I a horrible remember. disease, and I'm sorry you had to grow up with that. <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine Kaiser, like the 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 Super that- Sentai Robos. Right, magaziner so it's is that the one you're talking about magaziner go <laughs> <laughs> back to a previous episode <laughs> <laughs> fucking <Hey>. kyle <laughs> um so with them they they've always had like the very the small head the the the, the protruding chest the longer mm. arms and limbs um to give it uh that heroic S curve that um, Brian will get. Well, I'm sure will will tell me the uh, the actual terminology for it, but I call it the S curve. Um, to to be to show them that that, that this is in fact the, the main character, the hero. This is this is what we. This is how it should be shown and displayed. Not not in terms of the kit, but like in terms of of how it's portrayed. Um, so that to me, when I look at that, and I and I go, okay, so you've got the small head, you've got the big chest, and stuff like that. That's that's what looks right to me that's what that's proportionally what is in my head the right thing whereas if i look at something like what you guys talk about with with your western stuff right with with your your seven your seven heads tall and and your um your your marvel proportions your your comic book proportions it looks strange to me and doesn't look correct because that's not what i grew up with so it really just depends on your your upbringing or what you were exposed to as you know when you're younger and as you grow older what it you know, if you go even deeper into it and kind mm-hmm. of figure out the philosophies and, and kind of the, the, the thought processes upon why these things are shaped the way they are. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah take a, take a look at those, uh, beautiful five-star story kits we built the tiny oh, little yeah. heads up on those gigantic fucking bodies. Uh, and this Very is Sima curve. Chris, you're thinking of the Sima curve. Thank you. For the S curve. So it's the S curve. I didn't want to interrupt you. But uh, and I was also across the room putting books away when you were saying so <laughs> he's in the library. Like, he had to, uh, check a book out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean it, it's easy to to kind of see some of the outliers of of kind of that thought process. I mean, I'll, I'll make again. Becca is is my thing, right? So let's look at the big O, and not the O, the big O, the the dude with the big old piston arms and the, the big old shit pointed head. Love right? that shit. The style it's, on it's, that series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so if if you really if you really if you really think about it, it the proportions on the big O is an exaggeration of what you're what as and as an Eastern culture what you're used to seeing in terms of proportions. You've got the super exaggerated long arms. You've got the super exaggerated long legs. You've got the tiny head, and then you, the rest of it is essentially just one diamond shaped torso. Mm-hmm. So it's an exaggeration mm-hmm. of everything that's come before it. And um, it's become kind of this, this, it's, it's not comedic because it is so aesthetically pleasing. It's so proportionally pleasing because it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's identity. You look at the, the silhouette of that thing and you go, yeah, that's the big O immediately. Mm. You pick it up straight away. Not because of um, any kind of, uh, not because of its color scheme, not because of its um, particular face, because the face is what, like some stoic looking kind of machine face, right? But it's, 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 it's proportions and shape. So, um, yeah, like just, just outliers like that, it gives, it gives it a, a spe- very specific identity. Um, mm. so it, I mean, in, in going back, calling back to Kyle's kind of initial answer of it being important in, in, in essence, to me, that's what makes it important because it gives it an identity. Yeah. A unique identity. Yeah. 
You mean Big O starring Bruce Willis and Liam Neeson's? <laughs> and you know, Liam Neeson's? <laughs> but how does it how does it relate to stuff like armor or uh, you know automobile, car, or tank, um, or plane? Well, proportions. Well, I guess proportions matter to scale accuracy. I guess and there's a lot of problems that arise and a lot of that ends up being attributed to age of manufacturer on kits and stuff like that old technology new technology um in my opinion anyway um like i've got this old revel kit revel 132 or 132 beautiful 30 second scale corsair f4u uh 1a oh no 1d sorry corsair and uh it is a it is a a jalopy it is an antiquated kit looking at it you can just tell that the kit is old and everything's a little soft and the proportions are not 100 good because like there are parts of it that are a little bit big if you look at some of the newer kits that are out now like the tamiya kits that are out that everyone loves and they're hard as hell to get a hold of at a, at a decent price um proportions are completely totally different and that really affects the you know scale accuracy now if you don't give a fuck about it and you're just building it for fuck's sake like which i'll probably end up doing like i'll build that and i'll make it a whatever thing or an elseworlds or it'll be like i don't know steampunk or some shit but um like yeah now i want to get one that's like accurate from somewhere wherever wherever i buy a model from eventually um and then so that I can have one that is accurate because I'm, you know, that I do care about that stuff and it does matter, you know, so therein I, is a slap in the face for proportions on, <laughs> on the traditional shit. Uh, I guess if you're doing like mods and stuff, right? You got to kind of like keep that mm-hmm. shit in, in the, and that all goes for everything too. If you're doing modifications on stuff, you kind of got to keep it within the scope. So like Mike was saying on the first episode of the season about as long as everything's in scale. You know, kind of get away with it, whatever you want. Tell a good story. <laughs> so it's like I say. To Brian's note, uh, a lot of aircraft, they have to cut the noses off because the noses are either too long or too short to match the true scale and proportions of the aircraft. Or it's a different series, so they went in different nose or uh, jammers or whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's actually very common amongst older aircraft where most of the mods that are ever done to the kit is they cut the, then they make a wooden buck and they reshape the nose. Cause it's not proportionate to the rest of the kit or to what it is in scale. Um, and then like with tanks, occasionally it's, I don't know. Tanks aren't as bad. It's just a block with tracks on it. They, they don't fuck it up nearly as much where it's noticeable. Mm, you'd but, be surprised though. There are the, there are the, yeah. The historians and the, the the guys that really care about it, uh, that are mm. you know measuring angles and True, care about welds and shit. Visually I noticeable. Yeah, like in a, in a visual sense, when I say like, oh, you can look at the table and go, oh yeah, that's that's that proportions are off. Like some of the planes, yeah, you can be like, wow, that, that looks a lot bigger for that scale. Like what the hell? Like you, you can notably see it, but with tanks, I don't. You know, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think even with the older kits, it was ever that bad where the scale was so far off. You're like. Oh. You sure this is one thirty fifth scale, there, or I I assure you that there are. Okay, and when we have Mettings on, he'll rattle a few off for you. I bet. Could you, like we got this one, this one, this one. The T thirty five. That's <laughs> the M one Abrams. The 
the one that everyone builds uh what is that one shit i'm drawing a huge fucking blank uh patents um, oh everyone builds tank. patents yeah. yeah patents and shermans yep the sherman yeah, yeah everyone builds yep, the Sherman. yeah uh I've walker bulldogs also pretty prevalent it's around so yeah proportions are important um and as Pass was saying, so there's, there are different proportions, or I'm just going to go back to what I was saying, different silhouettes that invoke different feelings. So like Julio was talking about horror and, and, and you know, cybernetic environment. Some silhouettes benefit from a certain proportion based on that theme as opposed to others, but not to say that there is only one way to do it. It, it all depends on the overall aspect of it, because the silhouette is only one part of the overall build. Um, it's kind of what gives you the, you know, the general view of things, but then there's the details and how you bring everything together that really going to bring it all to, to peace. I mean, you can just have a, you know, who's that Pokemon kind of thing, see the silhouette, but that there's so many more details and things that are missing that bring the rest of it to the point. So, um, but I, I think the silhouette, I that's one of the first things I work on if I'm ever going to customize proportions on the kit is to try to get a good silhouette. And then I work on the yeah. finer details after that. I, I agree that it is, I think the foundation, um, when you move forward with, if you're customizing something, um, if you start with the proportions, the rest of the, um, design ideology that you kind of apply to the kit kind of just flow because if you mm. start off with a with a with a kit that you don't like proportionally like if you start with a kit that again has stubby arms and legs and you start uh, like customizing that thing with with uh styrene sheets and 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 different panel lines and all that stuff it's just not going to look correct at least to your eye because you're trying to apply detail to places that might not look like it's within the scale of what you're trying to do because it doesn't have that that canvas or the, mm. the the right amount of space in that canvas that you're trying to uh, to to customize or try to to add detail to, um, so I think at the very least it is it is the foundation the base at which you start from and then if you look at it and you go yes I do I like I like how this looks now this is I think proportionally correct to me and then you start throwing everything else that you want to throw at it then those those are going to start looking more correct. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julio, you do a lot of weird stuff with proportions and 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 that. Like, take a look at Demantis. Like, I mean, obviously, this is kind of stylized to be semi-arachnid and bug-like in a way, but at the same time, crazy proportions going on there. But you also have like a very realistic size, smaller, but also same scale. But it's like you know, it's a smaller mech in, in real realism. Yeah. Because uh, you built it to be like 120, right? Similar to yeah, what yeah. I did with like the flea, which is fun. It's fun to build in that size. Like, yeah. It is. It was and then the rhino, things. holy fucking difference. So, like, I mean, yeah. What that, are your opinions? Like, how? What do, you, what do you feel about that shit? Like, what do you like to do? Was it what about the dog? Um, I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like proportions to skew. Honestly, like I know. They have this. You have your standards for what they should look like, but I want it to look different. I like it looking different. What do you want from me? You want me to tell you that I like them when the thing's big on the top and this is round at the bottoms? 
No, I think <laughs> so. Like we talked about earlier, it, it's it defines an identity for you. So when when we spoke about these two bell zeros from for OMC our original Mecha competition, we we talked about you building a narrative around these builds, right? And and those two builds, while very vastly different, are they share the same universe? They share the, they share the, they share the same world. Um, you base the proportions, I think, anyway, and you can you can say nah if you want to, but you base the proportions of those builds to be the complete opposites yet still tell the same narrative. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. I, I really I did really did uh, use proportion to like show that the mechan mechanoid um you know bad guys are definitely like taller and slender and sleeker faster and humans are clumsy and you get the shorter you know roly-poly so, types so you essentially <laughs> use proportion to show opposition yeah right yeah so you like it's, it's much like zakus and gundams like zakus are curved and smooth mm-hmm. and gundams are blocky and sharp like you know kind of it, you kind of went for that aesthetic and i think that's pretty fucking cool and yeah. that that proves the point of how important proportions can be yeah it, it definitely tells oh, its own story like definitely you see a little bit short stocky dude with claws what do you think <laughs> I'm Wolverine. Yeah. I think uh no sapperling, something like that. Gun, like a, a goblin sapper. Uh, uh I think uh, I think porcupine. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I think about cute. My nice oh. <laughs> something just brought to mind. Dragon's Heaven, right? Classic anime. If you guys aren't familiar with it, check it out. Dragon's Heaven. The protagonist is uh amazingly stock like stocky stylized to fuck uh gigantic mecha and then the antagonist is like a more of a skeletal like with like a gigantic un- absurd cloak and the guy's super tall like story 20 story tall, something like that anyway he's a big boy i i don't remember where i read this but i think I, I read somewhere that um the the more the more st- not stocky but the thicker uh, the protagonist is the more a, uh, a person who's watching or a person who's reading or whatever, or you know, um, can relate. Well, not relate, but but see themselves within within that because then you, you're you're starting to become a little bit more proportionally human, and it's easier to to cheer something on that is, uh, I guess, human. I don't, I can't remember where I read that from. And then obviously the skinnier and the longer arms and stuff like that that plays within that person's. A uh, general fear of uh, deformity, which is kind of fucked man. up. If you, but yeah, it's like it's like, it's like they, you they play into they, it makes it easier for you to root for the protagonist and then kind of hope for the downfall of the antagonist based up like purely upon um, kind of their proportions. So it's 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 uh, it's 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 down to <laughs> I want to say science, but is it science? Well, it there is, is a. So I was talking about the heads thing. The how many heads to a male, how many heads to a female. Um, mm. That's the image of the perfect body. So they actually have like a defined perfect body, uh, mind you. That's just height that's being defined. There's still like the hourglass figure for a female, or you know, more broad shoulders, broad neck for the male, she- and you know, a, you know, st- strong uh, figure and more feminine for female. So that they actually have what is the 
quote unquote perfect proportion, you know, of the of the human body. And obviously that, that plays into like, you know, having to reproduce, you have a, a certain image you're more catered to that you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to make babies with that over that. So I'm going to stick to that. And that's going to survive Darwinism and, you know, repopulate the species. I'm sure it's like that for all animals, not just humanoids, but, um, you know, bears that are more fluffy get, you know, laid more versus the weaklings, you know, things of that nature. Um, that's the title of my book. <laughs> fluffy bears getting laid more. You know, it's supposed to be bears that are fluffy <laughs> get laid more. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you know, the, the, how... the fluff is why you get the, you know, the pooty tang per se. But I mean, so I, that makes sense. So what Pabs is saying that there is a, cause like colors invoke emotion. So like the bad guy's always red and the white, the good guy's always white, things of that nature. I was say um, color I mean, yeah. Like there's proportion in each part of putting something together like that. Mm. You know, you can't your color proportions out. It's gonna look fucky. Get one more yes, longer than others. Yeah. yeah, I go with the uh, I go with the seventy twenty ten um, philosophy. So mm. if you have a main color that's going to be seventy percent of of a certain piece, followed by twenty percent of your your secondary, and then finally ten percent of your tertiary, which is usually the smaller details and stuff like that. Um, but that's that's kind of moving on to the next kind of part of his his overall question. Okay, so he's he follows up after the uh, the proportion part. He goes, uh, also, how did your taste in design aesthetics in terms of mecha or sci-fi have changed throughout the years? So how, how has it changed for you guys personally, uh, going from uh, from little Brian, little Kyle, and uh, already big Julio? to, to three years know. old, six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Fucking giant. giant. You know, Pabs? I, I have a I have a great way to start that off, but I think that we should do it after a brief word from our sponsor. This episode of the Built Sideways Podcast is brought to you by the Built Sideways Podcast Patreon. That's right, we are sponsoring ourselves. If you guys like the show and would like to support us just a bit further and keep the show going, you should check out our tiers. This includes things like early access to episodes, uncut episodes, access to our Discord, and so much more. Just head over to the link in the description of this episode and sign up. And now, back to the episode. Welcome back. All right. So, uh, so how did your taste in design aesthetics, like in terms of mecha and sci-fi, how did that change as you evolved from stage one to stage two to now? Hmm. Well, as I was introduced to mecha at an early age, right. And thank you for just interviewing me on this one, Chris. I appreciate this (laughs) one-on-one we're having. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. Brian. I'm fucking, I'm fucking with y'all. Um, but no, yeah, I was introduced to, I was introduced to Mecca at an early age by an older cousin. Showed me, showed me Robotech. <gasps> Project Echo, Ninja <gasps> High School. It was awesome. No, it was My actually a really, really amazing. Um, and I'm very fortunate that I had a, um, you know, a cousin that was so inclined and was willing to, you know, share these cool things. Let me look at his comic books and look, but don't touch his uh, gigantic Robotech uh, or Macross, as it is more commonly known. But in America at the time, it was Robotech. So, um, but yeah, so those things and like the power suits from like Echo and uh, from Ninja High School, 
uh, also really cool stylized. Uh, that's all like Masamune Shiro style stuff, which is goes into Ghost in the Shell and Dominion Tank Police and um, Black Magic. Uh, that's like a really early, you know, I watch a lot of anime where I could find it, which is really effing hard growing up in the Midwest. Uh, you know, in the 80s, there wasn't a whole lot because there's a whole lot of people first and foremost. And secondarily, they just like there's no interest or that's like the dollar dollar bills. I saw Gundam kits in the store in like the late 90s, but they were like outrageous expensive for what the everything else in the area cost. I mean, they were market priced for what it's worth. Ultimately, like they're in like the $50, $60 range for like, say, a Zaku 2 Master Grade. Um, but like in like 98 or 99, like that's the got to be the dominant. I have that or the uh, what is it? The uh, Dukedom. I have the Dukedom. It's not very fancy. It's fancier than a high grade, but it's not like a full on inner frame master grade kit that would be worth paying. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. So design aesthetic changes for me. It's just been kind of a fluid shift and it all kind of like has kind of built together. So it hasn't really changed for me uh, in regards to aesthetic. I'm I used to not like Fetty suits. We'll put that one down. When I went into building Gumbla stuff, uh, I really liked the Xeon stuff. It was more my my C's, more my aesthetic. And then um, after a while, I kind of like I built like a gym, a couple gyms. I had to build one for a contest for Bandai, and then like uh, and then uh, built another one. And it was just kind of like, oh shit, this is kind of like these are kind of cool. I kind of get it now. And so now I have like a an in on those, and I'm kind of calming around on that. But I still think the Gramps is a dumb design. Who was your favorite transformer? Fuck the cramps. <laughs> Who was my favorite transformer? Yeah. Hmm. Starscream. 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 And um, Soundwave. Soundwave. Yeah. Sound. I've got. Sound, I've got the skate deck with Soundwave on it still. So. I was a big fan of um, uh, and this is this is kind of a cop out answer. Uh, Skywarp. Because he was black and purple. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I was back and before you repaint a star screen, and then also uh, such shockwave. a basic bitch. Oh, shockwave, nice. Because <laughs> he's purple too. With the, well, <laughs> yeah, he's not. I mean, he less about the purple, more like he's the only one with one fucking mono eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only Pretty one. Pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for Hold me, I think it, I, <laughs> for me, like in terms of of aesthetics, it's 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 kind of. I wouldn't say it's changed so much as it's it's grown broader since uh, since my uh, since my youth because you know like I like I explained in the answers for the last question um, I grew up on the Super Robo aesthetic um, you know um, I was a big huge huge fan of um, Voltus Five any any Filipino like red blooded Filipino out there kid who grew up in the Philippines in their youth knows you know the the, the whole aesthetic of of a you know, five robots or five vehicles kind of joining together to make this one big kind of gatai, you know? Um, So I was a huge, huge fan of that aesthetic. And and for a long time, that was my kind of aesthetic philosophy of anything I I thought was cool. Right. So, um, you know, like I said, the small head, the big chest, the the long arms, the long legs. Um, And then moving to the West um, kind of later on in life and seeing stuff from stuff like mech warrior and armored core and stuff like that like initially i was like i don't what the hell is it these are not robots these are rideable tanks these are tanks 
Like, don't show me this stuff. Give me my fucking Super Robo. But as I, I kind of started to get into um, building these things, right, or painting and kind of making models of these things, I, I grew an appreciation for, for that kind of aesthetic design because it's not, it's, you know, while you don't grow up with it, you, you certainly start to grow uh, kind of an understanding that, okay, so I see the practicality of why it's designed this way. And then you, and then you start to appreciate it. You go, okay, well then, how can? And then you start to kind of implement it into your own design philosophy. Like, okay, well, I like my super robot stuff. How do I now then implement this aesthetic into the aesthetic I'm already used to? And that kind of plays into, for me anyway, Gunpla. Like, Gunpla is a really nice mesh of those two aesthetics, at least for me. Um, you know, stuff like the, the the nice blocky kind of mech detail with the super robo aesthetic that that a uh, Gundam has has its place in. So, um, at least for me, that's how it how it's kind of been growing, and and I think I'm starting to kind of understand more uh, of the the Western style, uh, especially now that I've been here more than I have been in the in the East. Um, but you know, my upbringing kind of still tells me you know like super robo all the way, small head, big chest. Long legs, long arms. That can't be the Barbatos. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. That's what a Barbatos is. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I'm putting it all together now for the first time. I feel kind of high. My name's Brian. It's my first time here. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. I just got off the fucking boat. <laughs> Jesus. Tangent here. Who the hell decided... That we are the West and the East is the East and not the other way around. Honestly, Kyle, it uh, depends on where you are on the planet. I think so if you were west in of Japan. Me, so why are they the West? Like, come on, who defined this? They you know, when you are a map in a way. And yeah, it's, America's just, you know, just the, yeah, the, the Pacific who, Ocean is so long or so who, wide. Who didn't flip right? it? Because they I just kind of like, they're just like, it's easier to go just, just, just go the other way. I'm kind of curious because is the the gap between continents across the Atlantic Ocean smaller than across the Pacific Ocean? I feel like they're about the same. I don't know, but I like whoever made this this choreography is math it has to go. Map. Yo, is it it's, not related to the international dateline? I think. I no, think I think, it, it, I think it has. I think it has more to do with the direction of the sun. Mm-hmm. So the, the yeah, sun that is speaking and, and the way it travels. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I think well, it helps. Nice Here's the thing. Term. It's still going in a so it could start over, you know, Europe and then work its way across, but then you're still you know, United States is still west and then Asia's still west of United States, so forth and so forth. Everything <laughs> I don't know, we're going on a tangent here, but I was just it's thinking as I'm hearing you know, some, I was like, who defined the West versus the East? Like where's this, where's the meaning on this? Because I don't think uh Zulu, which is zero hour existed before they had those because the middle east was always a term used for travelers circumventing the globe like doing a spice no trade idea. zulu didn't exist then they didn't have time zones during that time but yet it was always called the you know the the forbidden east you know things like that so i'm like <laughs> maybe because everything was perspective to europe since those guys were the ones Probably. doing all the map making and shit and marco polo doing his thing and you know it's probably um rome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure the 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 things that were called the Forbidden East were the parts of Asia that were not considered um 
uh, the need to be unified. So, so uh, at mm. a time there was a, a point where the Japanese wanted to unify parts of, you know, like a large portion of Asia, but didn't include um, Central Asia and the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, it, I, I guess, at the, in, in that perspective, if you think about it, and then, you know, they're, they're now viewed, depending on which side of the world you're from, one of them is the Forbidden East and one is just the East. Yeah, East, West. Every time I hear West, I think of that episode of Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack because you don't go West. I say West. I wish you guys would get that reference. I don't. I feel like such a weirdo right now. Anyway, my my style. I don't. So I don't think my um, preference, I guess, is probably a way to say it, has ever really changed. So I mean, I grew up watching Transformers and Power Rangers when it came to Robo, um, and and then I, as I got into my teenage years, got into um, Evangelion and uh, Mobile Suit Wing Gundam. Yeah. And like, it's all over the place for me. Like, none of them really had a style that was, you know, like Escaflones. Like, everything was kind of all over the place. They were somewhat, you know, close to one another, but there was different, like, Power Rangers. You know, like I was past time on the, all the different suits combining into one larger suit. And then they had dinosaur related ones and then transformers went to a series where the og transformers and then became beast wars and all so i guess maybe that's why i am not locked on one style over the other and i just kind of i feel like depending on what i'm building and what i'm feeling may dictate the style um you know proportions and things like that and then go on a completely different build and do something completely different um i i don't know i've never really been glued to just one style because there's so many really cool ones like big o was a great one watching growing up as well um and i didn't watch any of like astro boy and those guys and um marzinger um that didn't come to me until much later in life yeah magaziner and for those (laughs) for the western guys easy Uh, easy (laughs) you're starting to enrage me (laughs) yeah no i I'm not trying to say it wrong. I just never remember how to pronounce it correctly. Um, but no, I, I I don't think I've ever really been locked in on one over the other. It's always just been kind of like, hey, cool robot. I like it. That shit got hydraulics. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's fucking go. go. Anything. Shoot lasers. Hydraulics or anything on a toaster. That shit is mecca. Let's fucking do it. I've always been that way. You know, when I, um, when I actually started building mecca, um, I was really into the uh, the slimmer types of of, of uh, mm-hmm. mecha, right? Sure. Um, you know, I mean, to, to think more in the, the the modern terms, Exia comes in, comes to mind. The the mm. red frame, right. or the you know, the, just the general frames. Yeah. Um I was That's never right. into the yeah, I was never into the thicker guys like the the camphor or the um, the Alex or or the Alex with the Choban armor anyway. Choban um, or the Choban. <laughs> Or um, the Sazabi even, right? You know, like the Sazabi is a big, yeah, he's a, a chunky big boy. Chunky guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was never into that. And then I built the Sazabi. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the, uh, like the aesthetics on this guy, the proportions in this guy, again, relating to the first, uh, the first part of this question. Um, fantastic. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. And I started to actively look for it more and more. Um, and then, so I built the camphor, but then I was like, well, the camphor is kind of stocky, but still thick. So why don't why we change the proportions of that? And it just, yeah. And then it just snowballs into that. And now, now I have, I've grown an appreciation for, for kind of the, the thicker kits, the, the, 
I mean, I guess the is it double Zeta kind of? Yeah, so, double Zeta is pretty thick. He's a chunky boy. Yeah, a, a lot boy. of it's because of the extra yeah. armor and like the faz as well. Like it comes right. with oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of exterior armor that really bulks it up. Yeah, I mean, depending on how it's kind of put together, and this, I'm going to say something. I'm not going to say something controversial because I don't think it's controversial because it's personal opinion. I've just <gasps> never been, I've never been a fan of the Zaku aesthetic. You know what? Pabs? Okay. Take yourself, fold yourself into a couple of sections. Hold on, let me pull that, this hobby that, knife on. out of my chest. Ah, okay. Now, Cross over, flip, turn, spin, draw, now, and on. now Let, you're a crane. That's not to say that I don't I that I don't enjoy building Zox. I mean, truth be told, I only I've only really ever built one, which is the perfect grade, which aesthetically is very oh, strange. You, bro, is very no, odd. bro. Oh, it's just very odd, and I only built it. I only built it because it was a commission. Anyway, that's besides the point. But putting putting that together and adding the detail that I added to that thing, mm-hmm. it gave me a perspective that okay, I can see why people like this this kind of um, aesthetic, the the curves, the the overall kind of, and and then this is growing like watching Punk kind of, of the, the the MG two and then the Psycho Zaku coming out and all that stuff, right? Like right. all 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 of those kind of releases and stuff, and then seeing people's uh people's custom builds on that stuff, it it made me go, okay, well now now I'm starting to kind of kind of kind of start to like that. Sounds amazing, Zaku with blue wings. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but I pat myself on the back. Should come up with a new so term. you've never built a two point Oh, bro, they're oh, so good. That's actually a really oh. fun build. Yeah, such the, the engineering behind good that engineering. kit alone is yeah. is a joy. Oh, I'm I'm one hundred percent. I mean, like I said, I've seen people build it, and I've seen people make some absolutely mind blowing stuff with it. It's just something that I've never been like. Okay, I need to I need to build this now. And this is a guy told I I have a Psychozaku mm-hmm. in the closet somewhere. That's a lot. Have, you just need like a regular MG. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I also have a Shin Matsunaga somewhere. Dude. Yeah. Somewhere. Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had that, that too. Kid. I got the Shin one. as well. We should we build off someday. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm fucking with you. Um, no, but check it out. So the first Gumdum. Gum, Gumdum. Gumdum. Damn you, Kyle. Damn you, Kyle. No, the first Gunkla uh, Gumpla kit that I built was the, before I watched any series, other than like the stuff that I saw when I was younger, uh, was the Master Grade 007 sword, right? Which is a fucking monster of a build mm. for it to be your first model back to building any scale models in 20 years. And um, and for just like the first time experiencing a Bandai kit, like I was amazing, you know, and having a, a background in fabrication, it was just like a fucking like joy to see something that was so well engineered and like put it all together. And I'm a surface finish guy in my trade that I worked in for so long. So like sand and shit was like right in my steez, right in my wheelhouse. So like I, I loved it. Right. Put that shit together. But it's kind of like eh, eh. to me, I built it. I was like, eh, it's kind of a eh. Kit, you know, a lot of shit, but that's about it. There's a lot of shit, yeah, but that's yeah. okay. I like a lot of shit. I'm a shit guy, I'm a shitty guy. Um, shit. <laughs> like, no, I'm okay. Um, but no, and then like, so the next kit that I built was, um, uh, was the uh, Astray Red Frame, mm-hmm. 
Right. I know. Right. <laughs> so I went from this is why I just say if, I, if you hear me say that I don't like the astray, it's I just don't like it. I just, At least you I, built it before my, coming to that conclusion. It's not my. Yeah, exactly. I built it before I came to the conclusion because I thought it'd be great. And after I built it, I was like, man, I just, I'm just not a really big fan of this, which is fine. And that's cool. There's a lot of things that about it proportionally that I don't really like. And that's fine. It's just not my cup of tea. People love it. And that's great. I think you should get the things that you like. Uh, after that, I built the Barbatos, which was like, eh. And then I built a Zaku 2 for a competition. Zaku 2.0. And that shit was like, for some reason, it was the, the inner frame mechanics, the proportional design, the whole aesthetic steez of the thing for me, for proportions and, and aesthetics, the Sima curves, the, the, whole, the whole thing was just amazing and when i built that i was like oh man now i'm really stuck here because <laughs> this is cool as hell and i wish needed i just need it in my life hole yeah Makes and i opened up my up. life hole and i just started cramming kits in that hole yeah so many zakus <laughs> ah not so many, but I have a good. I have more of those than any other like individual, you know, model kit. And but there are so many cool fucking things out there, though. It opened my eyes up to what it was more about to me. So that was the first time I really like paid attention to those inner frame parts and like the way that they went because they went together so smoothly. Right, it wasn't overly complicated. The astray kit was a little bit overcomplicated. The X, the double O seven sword was a little bit overcomplicated by design. But I didn't know that because I was a dummy going into it green as fuck. Right, so I don't know. I don't know what that says. I do think that um, who you hang out with is also starting to kind of uh, influence uh, kind of your aesthetic uh, preferences. Because before, before hanging out with people like you guys and and uh, you know Tim Childermecha and all, you know Armida and all those all those other people, like I've grown an appreciation for other grunt suits like the uh, the Jaegen, the Jesta, the uh, the Galgoog. I mean, is that really a grunt suit? That's not really a grunt suit, right? I guess. Yeah, it it was it was getting to the it's point of being of high gruntish. production. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a mass produce. You yeah. Know. yeah. Um. Fringy. Yeah. You know stuff like that. Like. I was never, I was never really the type to go. Okay, well, he—they're not really the hero suits. Like, why would I build them? And you kind of see again. You see a, such amazing builds, like, um, like uh, fucking just off the top of my head, airdrop right for the Jester and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. You start exactly. to grow an appreciation for it, and you go, okay, well, I, you know, looking at this thing, it, it, it it's ticking all the boxes for me. I don't see why I can't build something Dude, right? like that. Just yeah, as exactly. a beautiful kit too, right? Mm. Right, exactly. That's another one that's very like just little needed. Oh I'll my gosh! Great. And the engineering, the fucking engineering on it too. Except the for way those stupid it all works. The the legs, <laughs> the feet, and the legs. The way all that like stuff can sleeve and purport like change the way that, and it, like the yeah. Uh, 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 excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> if they gave you those like static hands, way better. Forget about it. Yeah. I don't mind the the 3.0 hands. The, the, That's because you know, you're crazy. Moving you appendages. Crack. I mean, here's the thing: you can put it into a fixed position if you want, just a little bit of glue, blah, 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 right there, and it's uh, fixed. Sure. You know, it it, it, yeah. it gives you the choice of both. Though it's it's what what I find weird about the 3.0 hands is that it is uh, engineered really like it was well thought out, right? Mm. Up until you put it on the kit that they originally intended it for. 
He put it on the MG RX 783.0 and it looks massive. Like Gorilla Hands <laughs> massive. But then you put it on other kits and it looks kind of okay. Like again, like, like the Jesta or the uh the high new Sazabi. Sazabi. Yeah, Sazabi. Yeah. yeah, Master Grade Sazabi for Ka has that. Yeah. Hate those for yeah. yeah, Stein, yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> are good. Those are amazing. I hate it. So I on the dingo, right? The white dingo, P Bandai, Jim Sniper to White Dingo, right? Beautiful kit, cool styling, was giving me all the 8th MS team vibes I wanted out of a kit that wasn't from 8th MS team. And the hands fucked off. I hate those fucks. They, it's the 3.0s, but it was just that fucking kit. I don't know what it was, if it was from the pressing or casting, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but like, I then built the Sazabi Verka when I was doing the Sazabi run and I did like the old school one and did the new school one. And then I went through and did the whole like part count on the whole um, Infinite Dimensions kit. And uh, that's all on YouTube, Kodokai. Okay. And uh, those hands were amazing and they worked really, really well and they held everything right. Perfect. I had no issues with them at all. And so I was like, well, maybe I'm a dick and I fucking pass judgment a little too fast and I should fucking check myself. Um, so, yes, I've come around on it. I think that they're good. Uh, it's just like they're complicated to to somebody that doesn't know how they work so it's hard to like get the first one perfect yeah yeah i i have no issues i just like how like with the jesta in mind he's got that rifle i just love how it can cradle the front of the barrel perfectly like you would hold a rifle traditionally with your own hands because mm -hmm. i mean and then because i hate those 2.0 where it just moves at the knuckle but none of the other appendages in the fingers move and i right. hate that because it's just like uh, like it's just softly holding on something because you actually sure. can't get it to conform to what it's gripping but with the three-pointer hands you can actually have it have a realistic conforming to whatever it's grabbing so it actually is holding what it is rather than just uh it's resting on my hand because i can't move my you know secondary knuckle i don't know bone structure fingers <laughs> but the, the knuckles that bend your fingers towards your palm like those don't mm -hmm. move in those fingers so it's just like uh, uh, it's really retarded i never liked those so i, I liked that the 3.0 hands had that full range mobility everyone mm -hmm. bitches about how they fall apart and i'm like i haven't had any issues maybe you should stop yeah, handling little plastic off. fingers <laughs> no, <laughs> no, i definitely had the pinky fall off yeah and then for mm -hmm. on, on both of those even the ones that have like the you know just like the free or like the free mm -hmm. index and like the three you know mm -hmm. just shit just wants to kind of like <laughs> bye <Yeah. laughs> so I, is it, I mean is it is it that you you guys don't like the three point for its its um finickiness or is it because of its aesthetics because 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 we're talking about aesthetics. No, I don't give a shit about aesthetics. It looks fine. <laughs> yeah, it's got good aesthetics. <sighs> yeah, it's just oh, yeah? it's a finicky piece of shit. <laughs> it comes it's on that stupid fucking tree. It's made of weird yeah, plastic. Fuck it. It's 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 I I'll, I will say that though. It is a pain in the ass to sand well. Mm. Like I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some yeah. bills out there that did not sand that very well. I don't know if oh, I yeah. sanded mine. Now that I think about it, I've sanded everything else in the kit, but that kit was wet sanded down to the you know clear. But I don't remember if I did the hands or not. I think at that point I was like, all right, I'm kind of tired. The build is done. Yay! Dude. No, sanding that stuff does require special a tools almost, like in a way, or like a lot of because it's it's gummy for the um. And it's not even polystyrene. 
It's a sort of plastic. Yeah, right? It's a sort. It's sort. Is it? Is it a? It's not a polypropylene, is it? I know that it's got to be because oh, no. it's it's movable within itself, and they, those parts don't seize, and they can't like capture inside there because you no know, molds. You you can't do that. You can't undercut. It just doesn't work. You'll never get it apart. So well, without destroying some of it, the right? colors of the armor are a different type of plastic as well. Injection plastic. Yeah. So like the lighter blue, yeah. I believe, is the, the firmer, while the darker blue is softer plastic. Close right. to the, how the and hands then are. you get this too on the real grade kits, and some people like them too uh, about that. The real grade kits with the inner frame that's already together. You pop it out, you rotate some stuff around, and then it all it all works uh, like movable shit. And you just like stack the part the uh, armor on it. Um, that same deal is it's the same kind of philosophy it's just got to be like down to the molecular level they're non-binding styrene der- derivatives whether it's abs mm. or or it is like a styrene i'm sure it's probably some form of abs which makes them hard as fuck to paint and to sand because that stuff is gummy it doesn't sand Man, well we, right we we dove into oh, oh dude yeah very bizarre hole <laughs> Sorry, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome, it's, 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 it's nice to have you. <laughs> Hands are important, guys. Hands yeah, are, but important. it's true. It, that it really is. And I mean, like going back, going back to what we were talking about aesthetically. Like I said, the 3.0 is really strange on the on the kit it was intended for because of its. They're huge. They're massive. Um. But yeah, engineering wise, those are those things are a marvel. It was one of the first times I saw like movable like appendages on mm. on almost anything. And then you know, that, now, I'm, now, sense. And that's well, now, now, now it's a dime a dozen, at least with like stuff like transformers and stuff. Like mm. it's mm-hmm. and and while I do understand that they, they were they were kind of cool to work with, I, I know that you know, kind of putting those putting those together both as the builder, as the end user, and the manufacturer, it's a pain in the butt. So they went back to swapping, I guess, knuckles, right? Swap knuckles and stuff. Well, um, they went back to the 2.0s where I think you have the trigger finger and then these fingers move, but they don't move at the other knuckle. Uh, no, I'm talking I'm talking about like stuff like the double O where you, you actually replace the, the fingers. You you replace yeah, like the, oh, the knuckle. Yeah, yeah. That the, yeah. The, you have the, the, the first yeah, section and you just... That part, yeah, yeah, the 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 GM sniper had that right. The GM sniper yeah. two had yeah. that, yeah. that style hands. Yeah, so yeah, yeah um, the I see why yeah. uh, easier to work with, easier to um to create to create to the scale that that is more uh, aesthetically pleasing. Um, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, those were in fucking proportion to the actual kit itself, rather than yeah. trying to finagle having you know movable fingers and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was easier to just make it look kind of within the kit scale and mm. uh and it was just easier for it to be able to hold stuff easier to hold the sniper rifle that's the value in that yeah holding the weaponry i mean so while we're on the topic of hands shameless plug our boy uh, mech underscore case nick he 3d prints a series of different hands uh for different oh, scales yeah. different configuration like uh Zaku let me let me stop you right there, Kyle. Who said we were gonna give free advertising to this man? <laughs> working a side deal, okay? You might get some uh, some busters working on. I don't Yo, know. unless you got your kid hostage, we ain't putting a man here. <laughs> All right. I'm not trying to make that no, public, okay? I don't want the news to find out this guy's been kidnapped. It's gonna just cause mass hysteria. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm totally kidding. Nick Nick is a fantastic dude. Um, very talented. 
like extremely mm. talented guy. Um, I had him. So when I got the uh, the dynamics that I'm currently working on, it was missing a couple of the optional hands out of the box. So um, I had him uh, kind of I had commissioned him to create a couple of of double O style hands, and he was very quick to get these done. I don't know if he was already working on a couple, but he probably um, he uh, he probably yeah he got it done probably within a week. He, he he constantly kept me up to date on what he was up to. Um, if I had any any modicum of, of time to 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 dedicate to actually making these myself, I, I would. But um, Nick is is extremely reliable, makes great stuff, um, and mm. very 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 fast. Um, so if you guys haven't checked him out, please check him out at Mech yeah. underscore Case. He's got the uh, Woundward Headcrest, the Angel Headcrest. He also made a Woundward Bus. It's one thirty fifth scale. He does the hands, and as as mentioned, he will do commission hands. So he's like recently finished a one sixty scale for an older um, Gundam kit. Yep, as is showing us uh, the head crest for the one where the angel, um, the rose, the, the Rolls Royce head crest, as I like to call it. Um, oh, it's so nice. He's working on some feet and some other stuff. He does weapon systems. He's got all these things kind of on his website. A lot of stuff. Um, you know, stays regularly while other things get phased out. So if there were things that you wanted that he no longer has on his market, just hit him up. He's always up for putting them on or, or doing a special sale for you. But great dude, check him out. Um, always releasing new stuff. So always keep an eye on his inventory and see if there's something on there you like. And his print qualities are great. So you know you're going to get some pretty good shit when you get it. He, he really takes care of how it comes out. He doesn't just, all right, it's got a bubble in it fuck it i'm shipping it anyway no you, you get some high quality products and you make sure it's it's pretty well set up so when it gets to you it's you know it's what you paid for shameless plug over okay thank you kyle um and and with that i think i think we should wrap it up because i uh, um you know like again uh, both of these kind of uh questions again as as much as they relate to each other it is very subjective uh, you know, how your aesthetics grow. I mean, that's, I guess, more of a personal thing, but the proportion thing, again, it's it's down to kind of your your point of view, your preferences and stuff like that. Um, so, hopefully, Lorenz, hopefully we answered your question, man. Um, I am sure, uh, you know, if you, if you want us to get into even more detail than this, let us know. You know how to hit us up. If you guys don't, if the rest of you guys don't know how to hit us up, um, please hit us up on uh, our email at... Um, is it built sideways podcast at gmail.com or our uh, Instagram at built underscore sideways underscore podcast. We also have a, uh, a Patreon, uh, which you guys should have heard an ad at some point during this episode um, ah. where uh, by, uh, by um, kind of supporting us, you'll have access to not only our Patreon feed, but also a, a, uh, a discord that uh, that is currently being ironed out. So uh, hopefully by the time this airs, we will have something ready. Um, but that is, I mean, and then apart, also apart from that, we have our own individual kind of social media accounts that you can follow uh, at bro underscore builder at God. Why is yours so long, Kyle? Clueless underscore gumpla underscore builder at uh, clip and nubs and at Chris Pabs or Chris underscore Pabs. Um, I think this has been a really good one. I really feel like we should do more of these kind of Q and A's. Um, hopefully in the future we can have like Q and A's where uh, we can answer more questions and not just kind of encompass a whole topic on one uh, mm-hmm. where we can do like short form answers or 
you know, whatever. Quick fire. Because I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a really good way to interact with, with people who are listening and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if you guys have any questions for us, please hit us up. We love answering them you know, because, you know, we love, we love both hearing our own voices and, and, and talking about, you know, the stuff that we do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with that, guys, um, I hope you guys have a fantastic day, afternoon or night. Um, we will see you guys in the next one. Always, always build it sideways. Uh, am I missing anything else, you guys? Yes. Uh, final note. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carl. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.